Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. This program is called Entrepreneurship slash Pitch Your Business Idea, where I interview entrepreneurs, economists, financial analysts, and so much more. And my guest today is Ms. Dawn M. Williams. Welcome to the program, Dawn. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Great. I met this lady in a podcast group and I thought I wanted to know more about her, her background, her businesses. I saw her business name called The Research Department. And I'm like, okay. Because, you know, there are many entrepreneurs out there who come up with different innovative names, creative names, and as such, her name grabbed my attention. But Dawn, can you tell us more about you? Who, who are you and how you end up in this venture today? Okay, well, I'm Dawn. <laughs> I'm Dawn Williams. I am a cosmetologist by trade. And uh, basically the same, being an entrepreneur in that mm-hmm. field for approximately it's, it's exactly 20 years and so um when i got into uh trying to come up with the concept for the research departments i wasn't sure what to do with it i just came up with the name and then i left it alone for some years and it didn't hit me until last year with the pandemic what to do with this so i um basically the purpose of the research department is to assist other entrepreneurs with their business ventures. Cause a lot of people come to me for advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's naturally like my clients, you know, if they want to know how mm-hmm. you get an number, how do I get a PO box? How do I get, you know, what should I do? And um, I'm able to direct them in the appropriate direction. So not to say I know everything, I'm not an accountant, but for example, right. I'm really great at looking stuff up and being resourceful and giving you the information. What is your mission and your vision? What is the research department's mission and vision? My vision for temporarily right now is to venture into the retail um, aspect of it. Um, So uh, 
basically I'm selling like an entire line of things. For example, a lot of stuff is modeled based off of me. I'm a very prepared person, but I know a lot of people are not. But for example, uh, I'll have a spare pen or something in my car. You need that as an entrepreneur. But the, the aspect of helping entrepreneurs, where I see the research departments is within the next five years being like a hub or um, I want to have a physical location for that separate from the salon to where people could come in and do everything from making copies, sending faxes, helping, you know, me helping you produce your own artwork, you know, because I noticed that a lot of entrepreneurs, you don't have the money to pay out advertising companies. You're doing this all on your own. And it can be extremely overwhelming because most of the people that I've come across have a full-time job. So it's kind of like a support system where that's why I see it, where we're going to have locations. I don't, I'm actually thinking worldwide. I'm, I'm not a small thinker, but of course I'm in the U.S. So it'll be starting here and where it'll be like centers. And then eventually I want it to be where we'll have, um, uh, not necessarily schools, but maybe aftercare programs for, um, and before care programs to help children, you know what I'm saying? Hone in on whether or not they want to be entrepreneur or not. Uh, even if they want to work for somebody else, just to help them be more organized, you know, and sometimes it takes uh, some, right. you know, being, you know, being around other people. Like I know I'm encouraged when I'm around other entrepreneurs, you know, right. and right. I think that if you provide, if I provide an environment where it's like all of us is like working for ourselves, it's motivating. It's like the energy you get when you're surrounded by entrepreneurs. Tell us, Don, what keeps you motivated? Um, well, I, I am Muslim, so I believe my faith keeps me motivated. Most of all, my faith in Allah. And then um, my children, my husband, absolutely. He's a big motivating factor. Aww. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. Okay. So tell us about your hairdressing business and what services you offer. Um, I, most of my clients are natural. Most of my clients are African-American. I say like probably almost 100%. I have some Spanish clients, but in general, um, I do naturally curly hair. Uh, that's what I cater to. That's where the product line is going along with because, um, let me see, I do, uh, you know, braids, you know, twists, stuff like that. Um, but I'm pretty versatile. I can do pretty much anything, uh, color and all the, those different things. But I notice that I attract a lot of natural hair clients and a lot of people who need protective styles because, you know, it's just realistically speaking, especially being a black woman, when you, uh, especially working in corporate America, you wake up, right. and just roll out the bed and go straight to work. You don't have time to be fiddling around with your hair, you know? So most of my stuff is protective styles. Oh my gosh. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, need Bouncy Castle's face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. 
just a reminder, folks, that I'm speaking with the beautiful Mrs. Dawn M. Williams. <laughs> She's here chilling with us and telling her entrepreneurial story because there's somebody out there who needs to be motivated, especially during this global pandemic. Yes. So Dawn, tell us, do you find ladies still come to you because it's COVID and then not everybody has the money to come and do their hair? So do clients still come to you? How, how has the COVID affected you, your business? Um, at first, it affected it tremendously. Um, I had two locations. I was working out of a nursing home. I was the hairdresser um, mm-hmm. there, inside of a nursing home. And then I also had my separate location. I had mm-hmm. to close down the nursing home location completely, you know, because, of course, that's where that was ground zero for COVID. And then I never went back because I, it's been a year and they asked me to come back. I said, I, I, there's no point. Because when when they're sick and they're quarantined, it wasn't just COVID. When they have the flu or something like that and it's an outbreak, I'm out of work for a month. And so oh. I had to be realistic. So on the other side, with my actual salon, that's a location for people who are not um, disabled or elderly, um, it was affected at first. Right. Months, it was overwhelming. Um, it, and my husband got laid off. It was just a mess. And so Jeez, I can imagine. We went back to work. Um, people were scared, but then my clients, you know, they got common sense. I was already clean before COVID. So just the thing, a lot of hairdressers that I've seen and even nail technicians are nasty. They don't, after you graduate from hair school and get your license, they don't follow a state board procedures. They're not sanitizing combs. They they use the combs from person to person and, and acting like it's not a big deal. And the thing people don't understand what? is yes, absolutely. I see it all the time. Absolutely. But the thing people don't understand is clients are watching. And so this was like a test. So by the time we got to this moment and COVID happened and they had to make a decision whether or not they're gonna come back. Yes. They knew, oh, well, Don, you was already clean before. And so I had, I set my cleaning up, even though I was already clean before. I had, like, you know, I stepped stuff up, you know, where, um, you know, I started washing capes more because I used to just wipe the capes down. Now I right all the capes and everything is, you know, and, and, and I noticed that um, uh, by the time November hit, I had an awakening. That's when I went full fledged into the research department. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I needed to make the salon look more neat and prettier. So I totally cleaned everything out. I'm in a small salon suite. And then I noticed the referrals started coming. Because the other, uh, cl- the clients who were already coming, they got friends and relatives that's saying, I don't know what to do. My hairdresser's not open. They might be closed or either right. they don't feel comfortable going back because of the reasons I said before. And the referrals started increasing. And then the older clients, they started feeling more comfortable and then they started coming back. So um, this, it did affect it, uh, COVID, but to me, it, it, to me, this was the point in time, especially if you're in the US. I don't know when they ever gonna give out this amount of money in my lifetime. But if you didn't do something with this money as an entrepreneur to grow your brand, because, you know, that was eye-opening. The government has the power to shut down your business. That is uh, overwhelming. They And then you was, this is what I thought. I was like, them people still going to come on with their hair done, right? Because, you know, I'm, but they obeyed the government. They was like, they is not coming until um, I 
um, until the government say yes. So that was eye opening for me that I need to have an online mm-hmm. um, retail. You see what I'm saying? So it's yes, kind of, COVID shifted my focus on not solely depending on the salon. The salon is great, but I need to go in another direction as well so I could push this research department full fledged. Oh my gosh, I love this. I hope you guys are listening. What are some tips would you like to leave with the natural hair girls? You know, how to keep your hair moisturized, how to keep your hair protected and all that stuff. <laughs> my biggest tip, which is a misconception that I, I believe we all grew up with, even us that are licensed in the cosmetology field, is that when you see balding or thinning, you think it's hereditary that I'm balding or thinning, or you think it's like something you can't control. It has... A lot of times I've noticed nine times out of 10, my, when my clients, they are scratching their hair. So you may not be realizing you're scratching during the day. That's something different. But in your right. sleep, you're not watching yourself in your sleep. And it right. took years. Like I said, I'm two decades in. For me, to, that's why I, I have a product I'm giving away for free um, that you just put in your scalp. And I noticed that it calms the itching down. And um, that forces the hair to grow back. You see what I'm saying? Like our concept of itching is is backward. Like for example, if somebody's, normally what we do in the black community, I'm itching, let me go buy some grease. If you ask any white person, if they're itching, do they go buy a bottle of grease? The answer is no. What they do Mm -hmm. is they change the shampoo. You see what I'm saying? That's that's the first thing that you need to think. And everybody is different. So, you know, what may work for you with your shampoo? I got like probably three or four different brands of shampoo in the salon because every head is different. So I had one young lady who was natural and I remember I did her grandmother's hair till she passed and the grandmother itched in the middle terribly. And she always had like this bald spot in the middle. So then I noticed that my client was starting to bald in the front. She wasn't even 30. And then I said, I said, whatever you did, did you change shampoo? She said, yeah. I said, change back. because And, and then you can see the hair come filling back in. So I just, that's a, um, especially for natural hair um, clients that are um, African-American or, or, or black or brown. Yes. It doesn't matter what um, where you're from. Even yes. um, people who are not brown, sometimes you're scratching your hair out. <laughs> and it's as simple as that, you know? So that that's my biggest advice. Um, that's my biggest advice. Oh my God. So what do you want to say to those entrepreneurs who are struggling, who are giving, literally giving up, um, you know, losing hope? What do you want to say to them? Look, my little baby, my, my 12 year old just said, never give up. (laughs) Like, it's so hard to not, you know, it's so easy to be like, just forget it. It's not working. No, you keep going till it works. And then if that don't work, you try something else, try to figure out if it works. So, and then I believe that the big part of that and being relentless is watching your circle. And so you and your anger level, it, when you're in a, a certain amount of anger, sometimes we don't even realize how angry we are. When you're in a mm-hmm. certain amount of anger, it's like you you blocking out uh, your ability to be able to, to have ideas. You know what I'm saying? Because you're concentrating on whatever pissed you off. I'm talking right. about the smallest of things. You got to make decisions in your life where it's like, let me push this anger to the side. Is this argument worth it? Like it was a store I was going into and they were pissing me off because 
they, they was acting funny about giving money orders. And I kept going in this store, like saying, no, you're going to do this. And my husband like, you're making yourself mad. Why are you going in there? I mean, there are stores all across America. Why are you going in that store? And it was because I, for my convenience. But look at how I sat there and wasted all that time. I'm calling corporate. I'm doing all these things. For what? All that time could be invested in growing your brand. Because if you think about working for yourself, it moves quickly. Time goes so fast. And it's like, it, you know, most time people are working. You got to make sure that each bit of your time is used more, you know, in a valuable way. And so controlling your anger, that's number one. And then number two, like my son said, never give up. Keep going. And also stop looking for people to, to, to say you're doing a great job. Boost yourself up. Everybody is not going to say yes. Most people who you pitch your stuff to is going to say no. Most people. That's a fact. And you're just going to have to accept it and get over it. And quickly. Stop. Get your feelings out of Because sometimes they'll say no and then come back a couple months later and say yes. You know? Stop having hurt feelings. Save those hurt feelings for something else. Like maybe your feelings may hurt for your children or whatever. Something like that. Right, but right. Get, get out of your feelings. Most people are going to say no, and it ain't nothing personal. And half the time, them people going through stuff anyway, and you taking it personal and thinking you a failure. No, no, you're not. <laughs> you keep doing it and understand you have to accept rejection. Get over it very quickly, very quickly, and keep moving. <laughs> Tell us about your podcast and, a, uh, and your book, I believe. Yes, yes. So Go right ahead. My podcast um, is called Research Shows. It is on Spotify. Um, and I forgive me, I'm I'm having a brain freeze. I believe that's Podbean, but if you go on um didn'tmakeyousmile.com, it's right there and then all the links are there. But it's my um podcast primarily uh circles around me interviewing entrepreneurs in different facets of their life. Maybe some people are just now starting out. Like right. my son is probably the babiest. I got a cousin that I'm gonna interview in December, uh, but between that person and my son, they're like just getting started trying to figure out if they want to do entrepreneurship to all the way people who are fully in, you know, the the, the complete hustle of being an entrepreneur and like got all this stuff together. So it's probably about between a um, five and a 20 minute interview for each person. And right. so what I want to do with the podcast this year, um, it just started anyway. I just started it. But right. We finished this first season, but the, um, this year I want to concentrate on interviewing people who are regular employees, and it's going to be called "When I Grow Up." And so, basically, so if you want to, wow. if you want to be a um, firefighter, if you want to be a bank teller, we're going to interview these people, and then they'll just tell about what they do with their job, how they like it, you know, because working for yourself isn't for everybody. So. And I understand that, and I want to do that. And then that goes in hand in hand with what I was saying earlier about how eventually I want to do the school, you know, right. or the care program, because everybody is not meant to work for themselves. So, exactly. And, and I understand that. So that that is the entrepreneur. I mean, that's the entrepreneur podcast, basically. Um, and um, I've been having a great time with that. So my other business venture is a book. I just this was released on um, February fourteenth. Mm-hmm. 
It is called the BYTCH book. Yes, I named it that crazy name because <laughs> I let my husband name things because he comes up with like wild names that catch people's attention, but it's an acronym. It stands for Building Your Trojan Creative Horse. So wow. it basically is my experiences as an entrepreneur in getting into having a brick and mortar, which is something that most people, uh, especially being an entrepreneur, you don't understand what you're about to get into. It's almost like when you're about to get married, you kind of get friends, yes. but you don't know till you actually in the marriage and you'd be like, oh my God, you can't describe what a marriage is to somebody. You have to experience it, you know? But I'm trying my best to describe to you what I went through upon getting my first brick and mortar. And it was tumultuous. And I take you through my emotional journey of it with me fighting the landlord. Um, and that was quite an experience. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. course, um, just to give you a, a, a taste, the, the lady, she was elderly. She, uh, just out of spite, came in one day and just cut off my air conditioning in the middle of the heat wave. And I didn't have no air conditioning for like the whole summer. Like, I had, it was just, it was crazy, you know? Yes. And so I just want to give people just a perspective on that and the emotional side, what you go through in the background, you know? You are right. actually, you're still human. So I had custody issues. I had custody issues. I had like, you know, you know, different things with my regular job, you know, issues. And I just wanted to provide like a comfort aspect to people who are either thinking about being an entrepreneur or who already are entrepreneurs, who, um, you know, just giving you, sometimes it helps to hear somebody else's story. How can persons purchase the book and your oh. websites and all that? Well, it's on Amazon, but it's very hard to find it. I, I've noticed every time I search it. So what you can do is go to the B-Y-T-C-H, it's T-H-E-B-Y-T-C-H.com. It'll be the Amazon link right at the top of that site. And you can go right there and purchase it. If you happen to be in Maryland, in the United States, you can come in my salon and purchase that Dawn Michelle salon. So Dawn, when you are away from the entrepreneurial space, what do you do with family? What are your hobbies? How do you keep your mind active? All that stuff. Well, actually that, and I know that sounds crazy, but this is going to sound crazy, but that is how I keep my mind active with <laughs> with the entrepreneurial stuff. We go out from time to time. It had to have slowed, it slowed down a lot. We go to movies and stuff like that, but it slowed down a lot because of COVID. So um, just, um, I don't do too much because that is my hobby. You know, I, um, hair is my first love. That's what I did since I was like 12 as a, a fun thing. So that's why yes. when I'm doing it, I make sure that I'm not like burning myself out. I take off often because right. I don't want it to be like, this is my job and I feel like a slave to it. I, I have, I enjoy it. it. It actually is a hobby, you know? And what, what would be your final advice before we wrap up? Um, my final advice uh, is to uh, get yourself licensed. Um, if you are intended to open up a business, and the reason why I say this is because in order for, I hustle very, very hard. Like it's, it's actually, um, it's absurd because <laughs> yes. I go hard. I'm talking about magnets on the side of the car, signs, wherever I could put it. And the, the point of licensing is, is that the person who's jealous, they can only do so much. It's there, there only one phone call away for them to call a hotline and shut your business down. Right. Get, right. get your CIN number, make sure that you, um, you have your, your state business license 
uh, your retail license in Maryland only costs $20 for a retail license. Get your stuff in order, um, even with your copywriting. Um, it, you have five years uh, to copyright, but within that five years of copyright, I believe it's under $100 just for basic things, you know, like, um, like for example, the episode of podcast or even uh, how your website looks. That's something further, but I think that the first thing you need to make sure is make sure you're able to legally operate in whatever jurisdiction that you're in so nobody will shut down your hustle. That's the reason why. That's the biggest reason why. You want to say hi to anybody out there in the world? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I can say hi to, I'll say hi to my husband, Umar, and my children, a little Umar and Dakota. <laughs> Yeah, I just said that. And to all my clients, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for y'all's support. And my family on both sides. And my in-laws. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There you go, folks. The beautiful Mrs. Dawn Williams on the show, sharing her entrepreneurial journey in order to encourage someone else out there who may be struggling or, you know, need some advice in their mind with that being said folks remember life is a journey live good love god one love one heart let's get together and feel good see you next week sunday hello i'm sydney thorpe sydney sizer is here to help you meet your all your recording needs call our whatsapp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at sidnesizer at gmail.com or sidnesizer at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sidnesizer as my Skype name Sidnesizer We can talk Sidnesizer where we love to make good things happen.